Hello and welcome to the Pint of Sport podcast. I'm your host, Harry Graham. Hello and welcome to the Pint of Sport podcast. As you can see by the jersey I am wearing, we will be discussing the newly announced 2021 Lions squad for their tour to South Africa. We're throwing it back with two day ones on the, the panel this afternoon. We've got Jack Barry and Harry West back on the show. Welcome back. Good to be back. Nice to see you, nice to see you gents. Yeah, great to be back. Great to be back with you both. So just before we start, I just want to draw attention to Westy's shirt that he's got on. Do you want to just describe what that is there? Well, it's the Stra- Stravanger Rugby Club in Norway. I don't really know why I've got it, but uh, I don't have any others, unfortunately. So uh, club spelled K-L-U-B-B. And uh, yeah, just throwing it back with a bit of the retro cotton. Why not? South Africa jersey in the back there, but a little bit too small for me nowadays. Accompanied mm. with, the, with the Arsenal 92, of course, completely relevant to the podcast. But um it's lovely little collection to have in, in the background for sure. And Jack Barry obviously repping the South African club Stormers kit. So we've got a nice balance to it. Um, so as I mentioned there, we're, we're going to be discussing the Lions tour that will be, is thankfully going to take place in July. Um, obviously we were going to make the trip over Jack, but it doesn't look like that's going to be happening. So it's going to be a, a an armchair view for us. So going off what we've now know, which is the, the Lions squad to take part. What are our general thoughts? How are we feeling about it? Don't go into specifics too much, just your general overview of are we happy? Are we surprised? Anything like that? Um, yeah, surprised. I think uh, initially uh, I had done my 30, my 30, my 37 man squad and it was literally just the, the 37 best players in, in, in the, in the countries. Um and yeah, shocked actually some of the decisions. I actually having now that it's settled, I understand why some of those have been made and like looked into it a little bit deeper. Um, but yeah, initially a little bit surprised. Um, I've obviously some of the big names were were there, um, which were no brainers. But um, a few people that I'm sure we'll discuss that missed out, unlucky to miss out, and a few people that uh, I was surprised by their inclusions. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm pretty much the same really. I sat down with dad and you know, there's some there's some names when you see come out and you you know they're they're nailed on, you know they're going. Um and then there's some that came out I'm a little bit baffled by still, even when the you know it's settled and we know the squad, I'm still sort of shocked that they're they're on the plane. And then I think there's some that, you know, once you look into it and you hear a bit about, you know, journalists or even Gatlin himself, you, you can understand why they're going, you can understand what they're going to South Africa with a game plan, clearly. Um, and yeah, we'll not go into too much detail yet, but I think that certainly my my overall thoughts were the assistant coaches Gatlin took played a really big part in this squad. And I don't think um, anyone, you know, Harry, you and I were, you know, sending each other about 20 different um, starting 15s. And I don't think, I think everyone we submitted, uh, there was at least two or three players that aren't even going on, on the tour now. So, yeah, it's um, a, a crazy squad, but, you know, we, you got to trust Gatland in some ways with that as well. Yeah, I'll just add to that as well. I think, just generally speaking, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think we've gone for size over most things in every position. Um, and, you know, and I, I also want to chuck in that, I think, we're very sh- typical of what I think society is at the moment, very, very short-term memory. You know, a year ago, we're talking about Wales being one of the worst teams under Wayne Pivot. A year on, 
every Welsh player should be going and England, every English player shouldn't be going because they've had a terrible Six Nations. So, you know, I think I think there's a few factors that obviously led into the reasonings for Gatland's selections. Um, the main worry for me in terms of positions is the centres, but I'm sure we'll move on to that. But um, no, I think, I think you know, you, as you say, I think at this point, once everything's died down, for me, it's siege mentality. You get behind the boys and, you know, they're, they're the teams that are going to do it. You can't, you can't do anything about it now. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am looking forward to it. So we'll start off. This is, we're going to break it down to start with the surprise inclusions. And we'll start with the backs. So who wants to start us off? Who are the biggest surprise inclusions for you? Um, I think straight away, Chris, Christopher Harris. Uh, he uh, never striked me as a, um, as, as a line. Um, I, I've never truly rated him. I'm sure that that might uh, come back to bite me. But uh, it's, 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 it worries me to think that actually now Chris Harris might be the starting 13 for the Lions. I wouldn't have had him, I wouldn't have had him, have him there um, 10 days ago or so, or however, however long it was, um, a week ago. Um, and yeah, I think on the back, backs front, him certainly. Um, I think the scrum halves as well, I was a little bit surprised with, but then having looked at it a little bit more, um, Connor Murray doesn't really fit that mould of, you know, fast intensity, um, quick ball kind of play, um, dynamic scrum halves um, that Ali Price and, and Davies are. Um, so on that on that half, those are my you know surprise inclusions on the backs. But Christopher Harris certainly, I'm sure Jack Barry might might agree with me there. Uh, yeah, he's... yeah. I think from a from an Irish point of view, I think obviously the biggest um, surprise inclusion for me, well, yeah, from the backs anyway, was probably Bondiaki. I think uh, you know. Bondiaki probably didn't even know himself he was going, to be perfectly honest. I think he would be pretty shocked that he's gone. Um, What did he he have? Was it the first three games of the Six Nations didn't start the first two and then the third one got a red card? Got a red card. I think that was his most important inclusion uh, of the (laughs) the Six Nations for Ireland this year. Um, Yeah, yeah, I think Bondiaki was certainly a big one for me. Um, Yeah, I think there were some really good good. Choices as well, but more more so in the in the forwards. But definitely the surprise inclusions for me would have been. I think agree with you, Harry at nine. I don't think there's a lot of options if Murray gets injured. I think the Lions are in a bit of trouble. Um, I thought Thomas Williams probably should have went over Ali Price, but taking two Welsh scrum halves, I, I can understand Gatlin's thinking in that sense. But yeah, Christopher Harris, I, I see. I think it, that makes it pretty obvious. I don't think he's going to start um, in any of the test series. Now, you know, maybe that comes back and bites me, but the way I see it is with him only taking four centres um, and obviously Farrell is one of the tens, I think it's pretty obvious that Farrell's going to start it in, in the centre. And I'd probably say... I'd probably nail on Robbie Henshaw to start that first test at 13, so uh, providing everyone's fit. So, no, I agree with you with those. those they're pretty surprise inclusions. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and two of the names you've mentioned there, obviously Jack mentioned Bundyaki and Harry, both of you mentioned Ali Price. Um, one person who hasn't been quiet on, on the selection choice has been Brian O'Driscoll, and he said at the time, I think what he'd put on his Instagram story, like, wow, dot, 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 with a picture of Bundyaki. That's absolutely ruthless for his own, you know, Irish counterpart. Maybe he was a Northern Irish uh, player for that for that moment. But, uh, yeah, he was certainly surprised by the inclusion of Bundyaki and his particular Ali Price. For me, the one that haven't mentioned, uh, Elliot Daly. 
was a massive shock for me to be included. I, I am a fan of Daly purely because, you know, we've both got massive boots. So I understand that how important that is. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's relatable. I understand that if that's the only thing you give the team, you've got to go off it. So I think, I think that's the main inclusion given the um, sort of atmosphere, not the atmosphere, the uh, weather conditions over there. You know, I think it will suit him. But I think he's also got a lot, a lot of credit from the, in the bank from the 2017 uh, Lions tour, which has certainly given him a chance to get in. And, and then you tagged me the other day, Jack Barry, on Facebook, you know, Gregor Townsend saying that he's, he's impressed him in the championship. But, you know, a full England international should, should not be in the championship, you know, if you, you're fighting for a South African Lions jersey. Um, so he was one that I'm surprised you both didn't mention. Um well, I would just say, Harry, as well, you know, there's three of us. We've just talked about the inclusions and we've covered out of the four Sanders going. You know, the only one not mentioned that was surprising is Henshaw. So the other yeah. three and Harris, Daly, you know, that's that's pretty shocking in itself. Um, I agree with you with Daly that, you know, high altitude over in South Africa, definitely you can get the ball up in the air and, um, you know, pin them down there. But I, I yeah, Daly going, I honestly think, and having read what Clive Woodward said, um, I would in the last week with daily going. I think there's never been a player so out of form, such a poor Six Nations to be going on a play in the South Africa. Um, Thoughts on that, Wesley? I think um, I think probably Daly's coming as a direct replacement for George North, um, and they've gone quite quickly. You know who who we've got, um, and yeah, credit in the bank is massive. And as you mentioned, the, the high belt of uh, Pretoria and Johannesburg in South Africa will certainly. Played to Elliot Daly's favour if he plays. Um, but also that versatility. You know, he can play along the back three, he can play in the centres. Um, and and yeah, Gallon likes him. And I'm sure when he's playing around, you know, better better players, um, that form that form will probably come back and he and he performs in high pressure situations. So um I I I, I, I like Daly's selection. Um obviously he hasn't been on good form, but I think he'll do well. I don't think he'll start, but um I think it would be good to have on the tour and uh, a pretty good lad to have around anyway. He's not really a centre though, guys. As two England fans, you know, he's not really played much at centre for England. I mean, I know he was going to play against Ireland um, in the Six Nations at centre, but then there was an injury, so he meant he had to go back into 15. But I can't really remember ever seeing Elliot Daly in the centres for England thinking, God, he's had a great game in there. You know, when he's been on his best, it's been in the back three. I don't think he, I, I honestly don't think he has ever played. In, I've never seen him in a thirteen shirt. Um, I know he, you know, he was definitely started off his career. Uh, you know, yeah. he's definitely played wasps. He used to be a thirteen, uh, obviously playing there now for Saracens. But yeah, definitely looking at, in terms of international rugby, I haven't seen him there. One, one question. Sorry to butt in there, Westy. But the one question I was going to ask is: I think it would have been interesting to see if George North was fit. Who is the beneficiary of, of that injury? Do you think it's Aki? Do you think it's Daly? You mentioned there, Wes, do you think it's Daly? Or do you think it was Chris Harris? Because I believe it would have been one of those three. Yeah, no, I, I, I would probably say it would have been Daly. I think that probably would have been their thought. Um, yeah, I think it, almost a direct replacement and they've, they've gone quickly. Um, who, who are our best options? And it's worrying the centres, as, as Jack Barrett said, you know, of the surprise inclusions, we've mentioned all the centres now, apart from Henshaw as, as a good pick. Um, and it's worrying that department where South Africa, you know, like to like to bulldoze the middle of the park. Um, they're strong in defence, they're, they're great in attack. Um, and that'll probably be the worrying area for the Lions. Yeah, absolutely. And just, just going to pull things back a bit. I don't know if you either have access to Sky. I know it's sometimes a bit of a premium nowadays, but I don't know if you've been watching the Lions documentaries that are on there, but I think... 
Uh, they give you a good insight to the tours. Um, I know, I think Wesley is shaking your head there, and Jack, you're nodding. But it's uh, it's interesting to see how big an impact players have that you don't just 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 as a general point. But people do just get picked as tourists. People who are going to play in the midweek games are not going to kick up a fuss over not being picked for the the starting test team and things like that. So I think I think that might be a reason why that. You know, you know, you've got Greg Townsend in there. He might be like Chris Harris. If he doesn't get picked, he's not going to pick, kick up a fuss or anything like that. So, you know, I think it does play a big factor. And I'd recommend you do watch them if you haven't seen them yet. They're, they're a good watch. Um, my, just, just lastly, my last surprise inclusion, I think he slid under the radar. Just one player I don't really rate highly. And I think about someone who's been missed out. Is I don't think Josh Adams really likes, lights the world on fire. I, th- I don't think he's, he's someone I think, oh, He's an exciting inclusion, given the sort of selection or options we have on the wings. Um, so I don't know if you think, or does do you think he does deserve a spot in the in the in the squad? Yeah, I do. I think um, of the four wingers, the four wingers who've been taken, they all offer something completely different. I think of all of them, Josh Adams is the most all-round winger in terms of um, everything he gives. Um, very strong defensively, is a good finisher, good in the air. Um, you got. Louis Reese Zamet, who's just lightning. Um, Watson, who's obviously very, very, you know, good player, explosive, um, good in all departments, similar to, to Adams. Um, and then uh, Van der Merwe, who's just, well, I think, I, I actually think Van der Merwe has been taken because he's probably going to play. I don't like, I don't like that thought, that, that, that thought process of mine, but I just can't see any other reason why he would have been taken not to make an impact off the bench or starting against South Africa. Um, having said that, there are hundreds of Duhan van der Mervers out in South Africa that are probably waiting for him to come back. Um, we've played against that sort of size since they were 13 years old. Um, but in terms of Josh Adams, I think I would have had him down as a, as a, as a dead certainty. Um, I don't know who, who, who would have you had as, a, as the other winger, Grasmat? Uh, I didn't want to go into exclusions, but one that stood out was Johnny May. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. I just don't think he's been mentioned at all. At all. No one's even mentioned him. And I think he's such a good player to miss out. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I feel sorry for Johnny May. I really do. Um, I think they probably would have been looking at him and and Lee Zamet as the two people. And um, one, yeah, Louis Reece Zamet's just, just got that bit more pace. And he's bit sexier <laughs> I do I do think Harry I, I, I kind of see what you're saying with Josh Adams but I think he's one of those players that um, benefited as well with having the assistant coaches that Gatlin's brought with him and you know when push comes to shove and you know there's you know what you're talking about Lions documentary you'll see at the start when they're picking the squad all the coaches around the table um, and with just having a good Welsh background in there and you're talking about Adams and maybe May you know there's no one really in there talking or begging up maybe Johnny May compared to Josh Adams um, but I do agree with you I think you know if if Adams is going you know he might I, can, I can't see him starting to be perfectly honest the first test uh, you know probably midweek but I think Johnny May probably would have been a better option off the bench for the Lions if you're trailing you know behind in South Africa you probably want to go May off the bench um, but yes Harry I hope your Gatland hasn't got the same thought process as you would do Han van der Merver I think he's an absolute monster in attack but um, his defensive he, uh, defensively he's very you know 
fragile. I think I don't think he his defensive awareness is there. I think he's he's great for Scotland and you know get under high ball, good going forward. But I I really really hope he's not coming up against Jaslyn Colby in the first test. Maybe they'll play him at thirteen. <laughs> yeah, who knows? That's for sure. Something rogue from Gatland. Uh, this is, but this one, I mean, going back to what I said at the start about short term, short termism. You know, if you'd have said a year ago, Johnny May's going to miss out to Josh Adams and Louis Rees Summit, people would be like, not a chance because he scores that try against Ireland in the Autumn Nations Cup. He's absolutely flying. And a year on, things change, obviously. But I just think, I think England players have fallen out of contention due to the structure that Eddie Jones has put in play. And, it, and that's fair enough. That, that's something that Warren Gatlin thinks um, doesn't deserve um, a position. But I just think some players, I think, which we'll move on to, have unfortunately missed out due to um, the way England played in the Six Nations. So I'll start with you now then, Jack, going moving into the forwards, because I know there's one that you mentioned from your own country that shocked you to make the this, this, this yeah. squad. Um, so who, who are your biggest... Um, inclusions there, surprise inclusions in terms yeah, of pack. I think, Harry, you know, and you'll be the same, you know, both of us, and I think everyone who l- looks at the Lions squad, you always sort of look at your position first, um, just out of pure interest. And, you know, the one that shocked me the most, where I can see, it's one of those ones, as we said at the start of the podcast, where you can see where Gatland's coming from, is Jack Conan. Uh, I think he's been brilliant for Leinster. He's obviously, you know, won a lot with Leinster. I, but when it comes to Ireland, you know, barely any caps, um, he did start that England game uh, in the Six Nations. And honestly, I think that's what's got him on the plane. He showed how mobile he was. He really fronted up against England. And I think it's showing you as well, just being generic with the, the, the forwards that are going to South Africa. Gatlin doesn't want to hit South Africa up front. I think the South Africans want you to do that, want you to run straight at them. I think they want to go round, be mobile, loose shoulders, um, where you saw in New Zealand, even in the last tour, Faletau getting round to score that great try where they have, you know, really versatile, mobile, um, especially back row, but just forwards in general. But yes, Conan shocked me. I thought, you know, even Caelan Doris is, is ahead of him in, in the Ireland setup. He's, you know, not really heavily fancied by Ireland, but obviously is by Gatland. Um, and just going on to that, I, I know, yeah, I was surprised with Conan, but in another sense, it was, it was a great choice with Sam Simmons going as well. And so looking at my own position, it was, it was you know, a shock with Conan. Um, I don't think he'll start. I think he would be really useful off the bench, but uh, with Simmons going, Listen, if he plays well in midweek and, you know, you take, you know, international reputation out of it and everything else, you know, he is someone that could possibly start in the starting 15 first test. Westy, any response uh, to that? Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, um, it, when we were talking about, uh, you know, our, uh, our initial thoughts, it was kind of that kind of the back row, which, which stood out to me. And you, I, I'm going back to a point you made earlier on, Grazo. I'm going to disagree with you when you said, you know, it's all about size mm-hmm. uh, and power and stuff. I think the back row, the number eight, sorry, in, uh, specifically, um, you know, you've gone Falatel, you've gone Simmons, you've gone Conan. And they're all kind of, you know, you, they're all kind of your, your edge forwards. They're going to be on the, the edge of, um, of, of the phases. They're not going to be, you know, ball carrying down the centre of the park where you would, your shoe-ins beforehand would have been, you know, behind Falatel, Vinopola, CJ Stander, um, maybe Navidi, who are all kind of in the centre of the park, like to crash ball it up. Um, and it might give us a bit of an indication as how Gatlin's going to play when you've got Simmons, Falatel, 
uh, and Conan, who will be, you know, lingering on the edges where they can be a bit more dynamic, get maybe more time on the ball uh, and give them a chance, you know, to create, you know, get over the game line on the wide spaces. Um, and so it, I think it gives us an indication of how Gatlin might want us to play. Um, and in, in that case, Simmons loved the choice. Falatel, obviously, you know, he's got everything behind him. He'll probably be the starting number eight. Um, and then Conan as well, who's also very dynamic, likes to hang out on the edges. Um, and so in that case, you know, those three aren't the best three number eights in on our on our shores, but they are maybe the three that have been selected to win us two games against South Africa, which is obviously the goal. I like those points. I think that's fair enough. And I think it's let's be honest, the inclusion of Sam Simmons, despite obviously, I think completely warranting one, it's a big two fingers up to Eddie Jones. Mm-hmm. I think I think you know those two have always had a bit of friction. I think it was a chance for. Um, you know Warren Gatlin to lay one on Eddie Jones early doors to say you know why aren't you picking him if you can go on a Lions tour why are you not picking him for England uh, I, th- I thought that was not not the only reason I just thought it was it was one of the big factors like I wasn't shocked when I saw his inclusion because I just thought yeah he was always going um, for me uh, well, sorry Wesley have you got any surprise inclusions yourself for that back row um, yeah I mean it, sorry for the forwards um, yeah I mean Simmons and Conan were both surprise inclusions for me, um, having, you know, looked at why they may have been selected. It becomes fairly obvious. Um, I think whereas you can look at Zander Fakeson, I wouldn't have put him, I wouldn't have put him in there. Um, obviously, we'll come on to exclusions and there's one player in particular that that um, I, I, I'll bring up. Um, but it, apart from that, I think it's pretty well-rounded. Maybe James Ryan. Um, the second row was maybe unlucky to miss out um, but yeah I think it's pretty good the, I think the forwards they've done quite a good job yeah the, the one I got I put I put a star next to Jack Conan because I wanted to give the floor to you Jack Barry for, for him uh, yeah. the one for me that, that I generally was like what is going on what you're going to say I mean nothing against him was what well, you are I, I bet you I know who it is Johnny Hill Johnny Hill. I haven't written down. I knew you'd say Johnny Hill. I just can't get my head around Johnny Hill's inclusion when you think about the second rows that have you know missed out. I, 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 that, maybe that clip of his left boot into the corners got him into it. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't even think he's an England international. Never mind the Lions international. I just don't think he's good enough for international rugby. So that genuinely shocked me, especially when you think about Johnny Gray, his Exeter partner, who's who's missed out. I just, I just couldn't. I generally, that is the one genuine inclusion, along with Bundyaki and Chris Harris. But I was just like, what, what's going on here? Then is this, is this, is this the, uh, is this the pilot draw where they're just, they're just chucking out names as a practice, and then they're going to give, bring out the real squad, you know, in five minutes? I just, I just couldn't believe it. But, well, uh, Harry, that, that, that's the thing. You know, I was saying, you know, there's, you know, when you have these inclusions, these surprise inclusions, and you've got the likes of Conan. You know, I really rate Jack Conan. I don't know, obviously, with you two. Uh, if you've seen too much with him, um, but with Lanster, who I'd watched quite a lot, I think, you know, for, for definitely for his province, he's a brilliant player. I can really understand where Gatlin's coming from when he's picked him. And on the other side of that, you know, you see in surprise inclusions. And when I saw Johnny Hill, I was the exact same. No matter who's coming before, you know, it's an alphabetical order. You know, you don't care who's coming before or after him. It's the fact that he's he's going, you know, he's going to be a lion. It's It's a pretty shocking decision, I think. Any thoughts, Westy, on Johnny Hill? Uh, I, I, I really like Johnny Hill. 
Um, I think he's got everything that that um, that that Johnny Gray has. Uh, maybe Johnny Gray better in you know uh, in in defense. Um, but Johnny Hill's got great hands. He's great on a two two on one situation, and that might be the difference between us unlocking South Africa and not. And I don't think Johnny Gray really has that. If we if we're if we're debating between the two, um, and I think you know. As I said, great hands. He can offload quite well. Um, he'd like he he likes the rough, the rough and tumble that that South Africa is probably going to bring. Um, and I'm not too I'm I'm not too displeased with that. I think also you look at every member of of, of um of the back five in that pack who've been selected. They're all um, line out specialists. Um, we've got ten minutes there. Just popping out, Grasman. You see that? That's disappointing. Um, and. Um, and they're all line-out specialists, and that's going to be pretty important in South Africa. So, uh, yeah, over, overall thoughts are pretty good. Yeah, I don't think mine's Johnny Hill, like, you know, like, what are you doing there? In terms of, like, I'm so against the idea. I was just shocked. That's yeah. what I meant. I just couldn't believe it. Um, so, yeah, they're the surprise inclusions. I don't think there's anyone other than that, really. I think, you know, we're talking, obviously, they're talking about the highest Scottish representation there, but I think every player, bar potentially Chris Harris, I don't disagree with, um, and everything like that. But um, other than that, yeah, I think pretty solid. Um, obviously, now we're talking on big and probably the biggest part of this section is the biggest exclusions, and I think some big names have missed out. Um, Westy, I'll give the floor to you. Let's start with the forwards this time. Um, who, who's your – I know you mentioned earlier that you had someone lined up. Who's your biggest exclusion in, in the pack? Sinclair. Sinclair, for me, is the, the biggest exclusion of, of on the tour. Um I think he. I, I had him down to start. I think he has just brings everything that a modern day front rower brings. Maybe the one thing against him is he got you know bulldozed in in that World Cup final against South Africa, um, and I think that's the only thing that maybe is against him. Also, interestingly, the fact that you were saying you know the way England is run under Eddie Jones, there's a bit of tension there between him and Gatlin. Um, that I can only think of that as the only reason why he hasn't been selected. Um, and you know, you, I'm sure you saw his interview after the Bears the Bears game last week. Um, and uh, you know, he backed it up with a man of the match performance. Um, and I just think he's such a good player. I think, yeah, I was quite disappointed when he wasn't selected. And uh, yeah, maybe maybe they'll rule that rule that mistake. But um, yeah, that would be for me the biggest exclusion in the in the forward pack. Um, so, yeah, Jack, are you agreeing there with with the exclusion of Sinclair? Uh, I, I do in some ways. Um, well, in a lot of ways I do because I think his impact off the bench um, is, is incredible. Uh, for the Lions, I don't think he would have started if he was going, um, but I do think he probably should be on the plane. Um, having read some things this week around that, and you know, obviously Xander Ferguson actually thinks had a, a really good Six Nations for Scotland. Um, I agree with Harry that probably Sinker, that, that World Cup final, wouldn't have done him any favours. But... Um, there was an incident after the New Zealand tour, apparently between Gatlin and Sinclair. And I'd say probably, you know, when he was a young guy back then, probably, you know, a more experienced head on him now, but probably back then that hasn't done him any favours. And I can see why that's him, you know, not going on the tour. Although I, I do agree with Harry and everything he said, he, he probably should be there. Um, but he's not the biggest forward in exclusion for me. Absolutely not. I think there's one... There's one just more, slightly more important to the Lions that I think they missed the trick on. Well, I'll just come to that. I'll just um, put my opinion on the Kyle Sinclair situation. Um, maybe discipline, 
you know, they might try and wind him up out there. I don't know. I'm just, I've just put some question marks next to Carl Sinclair. The World Cup hangover one, I don't understand because if it wasn't for Maratoji's big elbow, he would have played more. You know, he got knocked out by Toji. It wasn't that, you know, South Africa outran him. I think he, what did he last? Eight minutes. Um, so, you know, it's unfair to have judged him on that performance if that's the case. You know, going back to what you said there, potentially what, what's happened after the 2017 tour, you know, if Gatlin's holding on to things four years ago, you know, that, that, that's not right. If, if, if you pick the best for the, for the, uh, for the squad and the tour. But I also see Xander Fagerson. I, you know, I do like Xander Fagerson, so I'm not too bothered about him being picked over him. I think, you know, that, that's fair enough. And I do think Tired Furlong would start ahead of him anyway. Um, I just, I just, you, you can't leave out someone as experienced as that. Um, I think the front row may be the same as what it was four years ago. Um, so yeah, go on then, uh, Jack. What, what, what's the biggest exclusion for you? For for me, a hundred percent, and it's one of those ones where you say, like when you were talking about Johnny May a year or two ago, the form he was in, you could not see him being a lion. But for me, you've got to pick James Ryan he's got to be on that plane I think with South Africa's forwards especially in the rows where they're really strong that's the Bevlet the Jaeger um, even in the back row with the Toy Khaleesi you just want to have players even if when Alwyn Jones and and Atoje were were the starters um, you want someone like Ryan who's in my opinion still world class off the bench to you know keep the standards set um no I think it's it's a it's a joke that Johnny Hill's going in my eyes and, and James Ryan's not I think you know what Gatlin said about James Ryan with his form in the last couple of months he didn't do himself any favors against La Rochelle in the Champions Cup but you know that's against Will Skelton who's Skelton, probably yeah. the arguably the the main man in, in Europe right now um in world or even in world rugby really um, as a forward, so I can see, I can see again where Gatlin's came from in, in some ways, but no, I, I think he's been really, really hard done by James Ryan. Which comes back to my brilliant point at the start: short-term view. It's all, all within this last year that we're going off. You, you go, we've got some big exclusions. Um, yeah, that's in the forwards. I don't think it's the biggest exclusion overall, but definitely in the forwards, that would be the biggest exclusion. And, and, and if you think about when England played Ireland in the Autumn Nations Cup a couple of years ago. Um, it was just a year ago. We were talking yeah. about Maru Itoji versus James Ryan for you know potential starting together in, in the in the row for uh, the Lions. Only one of them has been selected. It, it is quite surprising. So I, I can see your frustration there, especially with um, as I say the inclusion of Johnny Hill. Um, <laughs> is there anyone else that stands out for you as a as a big miss going forward, Westy, or uh, in the forward pack? Forward, uh, yeah. I, uh, I don't think I don't think there's anyone else. Um, Trying to list them off the top of my head, but I, I was quite happy with with the forward pack um, overall. Um, I think if, if, are we moving on to the backs as well, or we? we yeah, we will see? do. Uh, there's a few more I'd like to chuck in. I'd, I'd, I'd say I'd say I'd say about the forwards, Harry. You know, yeah. there's really one or two more, and Harry West touched on it. One Navidi, probably. You think you're a little bit surprised given the history Gatlin's had. Um, one for me, I think, who was in like a year ago. I'd say you know top three or four best back rowers, and you know. Definitely in the British and Irish um, Lions contention, I'd say would have been Sam Underhill. Um, I thought he was it was a bit of a surprise. He wasn't, but then again, you have to give credit to Hamish Watson, player of the Six Nations, so you can see why um, you know that's that that's happened. But I just think yeah, Navidi and Underhill probably would have been in and around there. Um, but uh, you know, as we say, he, he's looking for like the you know 
a player who can, who's very versatile, can play six, seven, or eight. And I, I think obviously Navidi and Underhill can't really do that. Well, you've completely taken a whole point away from me there, Jack Barry. I literally, Sorry, Paul. Four, four Sorry. Sam Underhill, Josh Navidi, CJ Stander, and one that was not really on as a big exclusion, but one I thought had a real chance of getting in, and that was Jamie Ritchie. I thought he he could offer something. He's quite a tall um, six. I think a bit like a Courtney Laws if he was to play in the back row. Tall, quite big frame. Um, I don't think he's as aggressive as Courtney Laws. And then obviously Billy Vunipola. But I don't know, um, just finishing up on the forwards, I don't know if any of you watch, I can't remember which podcast it is, but is, is it Adam Jones, the one with the big floppy curly hair, the prop yeah. for Wales? He yeah. said that... Um, Billy Vanapola came out after the 27 tour and said that for the next tour, Eddie Jones should coach and be the, be the coach. So apparently, this is what Adam Jones was saying, that Gatland would have taken that and remembered it and held a grudge. And, and apparently, Vanapola would have never even been in the running for the selection because of what Vanapola said post-2017, which is quite interesting. Yeah, it shows there's more than just form and, and you know, pedigree behind it. It's uh, mm. Gatland, Gatland is true to his word. Maybe that's reason why Sinclair Sinclair hasn't been selected you know uh, issues aside from rugby you know chatting chatting about people behind their back disciplinary issues it all comes back to bite you and you need you you can't have friction on tour I think I think that's one of the main things you you know you've got to have smooth sailing you're going to be some disappointed people on on the tour but you need them to be able to react well but yeah that that was quite interesting comment to hear from him so we know the problems we all have with Zoom, 30, 40 minutes limits and it's over. So we've had to restart. Unfortunately, we aren't in the studio, but we're still bringing studio quality content for you to enjoy here. When we're talking about the Castle Lager Lions Tour 2021 to South Africa, and we're moving on to the biggest exclusions in the backs. Who wants to start? Jack Bay, you start. Harry, as, as a back, I thought you were just going to help, help me out there, but... Um... No, I think look, I think that it's the bigger talking point. I think in the forwards, we're all agreed that there were some surprise inclusions, but overall, I think we could be pretty happy with the forwards going. And certainly, when you sort of map out your, you know, starting forwards for the first test, you still feel pretty strong going up against South Africa. Um, but with the backs, that's my worry. Uh, biggest exclusion for me, it's between two. I mean, there is a lot I could name here, but I'd say. I suppose the one that surprised me the most was Jonathan Davies, just because, um, you know, even when Harry Graham and I were talking about our starting, you know, 15s, it was the one player I had in every single time. I think North would have started in the centre if he was fit, but no, for, for him to be injured in Davies, who was obviously player of the tournament, or player of the series, sorry, um, you know, in 2017, I think it was a real shock as well with the relationship he has with Gatlin, the assistant coaches, obviously with Jenkins, who's Welsh as well. I just thought he was a shoe-in and for him, I think every, you know, pundit, uh, analyst, whatever, um, had had Davies in their starting 15. So for him not to be even going is is probably the biggest shock for me. It's interesting, isn't it? Like, sorry, go on, Westy. I, I was going to kind of follow that on. I think Jonathan Davies will be a bit of a miss. I think also, you know, he's... he's Sorry, on... that name. <laughs> Keeps, every time you talk, your name comes up. I hope you see this. Um, Sorry, <laughs> do you want me to change it? No, no, it's all right. I, I, can, I, can, um, I just won't look at it. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, Jonathan Davies, that'll be a, I think it'll be a massive miss for a, a multitude of reasons, obviously. Um, I think he's on decent form. 
he has the Lions pedigree. Um, he's a fantastic player for one. Um, and yeah, I, 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 as you said, I never, I, did, I never did a line. I predicted Lions fifteen. I don't think I did anyway. Um, but but he would have been shown for me as well. And also, it's the fact that you know I think he's also a good guy. You can bring on him on tour. He you know gets along with everyone. Um, and yeah, it was a bit of a shock. Also, considering the fact that the centers is so weak, um, maybe the weakest position, um, along with perhaps scrum half, um, to bring someone who has that you know has that caliber of of, of potential performance is, is massive. So yeah, for that reason, I was pretty I was pretty shocked with with with, with that exclusion. Um, I think elsewhere we touched on it previously, but Johnny May, um, just you know, he's England's. Second top try scorer now of all time, would that be right? Something like that, uh, yeah. Yeah, and um, and you know he's been on over Six Nations was difficult, but we know his ability. We know he's world class. Um, but then yeah, the wingers I think that have been selected, I, I think are, are, are pretty good. Um, and yeah, elsewhere I think maybe you can look at Sexton um, as a, 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 as something as as one that I was I, I was a little bit you know I was yeah was surprised by. Um, but I think overall the backs is also it, it it's pretty strong apart from the centres. But I just don't know who else who else would be in there. Well, I mean, if I oh, get three I, names, I was going to jump on him there, Harry. Just, if I give three <laughs> names, I'll give three names of people who went. Three names of people who don't. You go well. If, if someone who has no idea about the, the squad that's being picked but knew everything about rugby, I think they'd go with. If I said to you, Bundyaki, Chris Harris. Elliot Daly, Henry Slade, Gary Ringrose, Jonathan Davis. Which one are you picking out of those three? I, I'm surprised. Not... Sorry, go on. Yeah, no, no I, I would, I would agree. Yeah, the the oh, Ringrose. I wouldn't say Ringrose at the moment. Um, no, but I'm just meant if you have to pick one, if you have to pick a three as as yeah. a three. You're picking that latter one, I, th- I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I, I just even think, you know, we, you, you don't, I know what you're saying, Harry, maybe Ring Rose at the minute currently, but I think, you know, you take Chris Harris and then I'll give you three options instead of Davies, um, you know, Slade or Ring Rose. You're going to take any three of them over Chris Harris, in my opinion. That's, yeah. that's how, Bundy, especially Bundy as well. up, up against South Africa, definitely. Bundyaki's not exactly in flying form, so it's, it's interesting. Yeah, so... One for me, my, my just my absolute idol. I shaved my head because I wanted to look like him over winter. Henry Slade, he's just an unbelievable rugby player. I cannot believe he did not get into the squad. Full stop. Never mind, like you know, I, he was my start. Him and Henshaw were my starting centres for, for the for the first test. Honestly, I just I just can't believe he's not been picked. And then I see the video of him tearing up this weekend of that that interception, kick through, score trials like. Cut me deep. Honestly, cut me deep when I saw obviously Bundyaki first and then Chris Harris. I'm like, Slade's not going. I just, it took me a, a couple of hours to get over it, to be honest. Uh, it, it did hurt. And, uh, you know, you think at least one of those three goes of Ringrose, Slade, or Jonathan Davis. Maybe Jonathan Davis, I'd accept more, especially given his pedigree he's got. But to say those three have missed out for the three that have been selected, just it, it baffled me, to be honest. Uh, as I say, North would have been an interesting one to see who would have been, who is the beneficiary of um, North's um, injury. But I remember, just going back to the documentary, when the New Zealand team was being selected, the squad, they said, it's all right taking size because Gatlin Ball, 
we know everything about Gatlin Ball, but Graham Roundtree said, I think you've got to take players who can play as well. Whereas mm. what he's taken there, there's no creativity in the centres with Bundiaki, Chris Harris, Henshaw, I think, yeah, but he's, you know, he's, he's a strong, he's not, I don't think he's very big, Henshaw, like you look at the centre, he's not massive, but he's really strong. And he's really aggressive in defence. So they've clearly gone for a different type of midfield this time. And I just can't get my head around Bundiaki's inclusion, as well as Chris Harris, when I think of those three. And it, you know, it just... I think you're looking at back to my point about, um, about having those edge forwards. Uh, you know, you've got Simmons, Fertile and, and, and Conan. Chuck Sam probably... Simmons in the centre over Bundyaki. Well, that's the thing. You probably want a ball-carrying um, a ball-carrying centre. And I, that's where I can see the inclusion of Bundyaki and obviously Henshaw is, is great going forward. Um, and so they picked players with more of a go-forward rather than a creativity, which I, I do disagree on. I think we need to... South Africa are very good in that department. Um mm. But I think that's the reason why they've been selected. I think because we've almost got these these back, these number eights that can act as another centre. We need a bit more go forward in like the in the kind of the getting over the game line department rather than you know creativity. So that would if be. I, if, but I, but I do agree. I think um, yeah, Slade will be a massive a massive loss because he's he's just an all round great great thirteen. If I could touch on that, I I think I completely agree with you, Harry. You know, I, I listened to Brian O'Driscoll just after the Lions squad got released and his, his main point really from the start was the Lions really lacked some creativity and, you know, touching what we're talking about with Henry Slade maybe not going. I, I just don't see in the centres where the Lions get their creativity too much. I know what Henshaw can do. I've, you know, watched him for years, but, I, you know, he he's a really strong runner. I just don't see, you know, from that, the back line, I think we could have a lot more creativity and especially thinking about who Gatlin's going to pick. I would personally love to see Finn Russell in there for a bit of extra creativity with Farrell at 12, but I think he'll go bigger. I just don't think considering what South Africa have, and we haven't really spoken much about the South African team. I mean, they're the world champions. They've got probably the most informed back in world rugby at the minute, and in my opinion, in Dialindi and Chaz and Colby. They have a scary team. They're the world champions. I think the Lions definitely need some more creativity and I agreed. I think we've got some back rowers in there who are just going to act as another crash ball with, with centers, really. Yeah, it's a mad stat, isn't it? They haven't played since the World Cup final, have they? Some, something ridiculous nope. like that. They no, they haven't. Strange, haven't. isn't it? They, um, you know, they haven't played since. So it might be an advantage. I don't know. Playing well, as, new, a new coach for them as well, yeah. you know. So it's not. I remember against the England game, um, Harry. I think even we watched it together, and uh, you know, England. I think they struggled under the high ball, but it was South Africa just kicked and kicked and kicked. That was that was all they did. I think we're not going to really see that on this uh, in this series. You know, um, I, no, I don't think it as much. No, and you know, I think they're it's going to be a really interesting te- um, series. But with them having a new coach, they're going to have to obviously find a new way to to play against the Lions. Hmm. Well, I think the I think I said it at the time. I think what South Africa did was they played away that suits high-pressure environments. If you're putting all the pressure of high balls, you know, anytime we've got over the halfway line, South Africa kicking it straight back under Elliot Daly and Watson and May and saying, what are you going to do with it? And they were just putting the... And in those games, if you're putting the pressure onto the back three of the other team, it, I think in a high-pressure game, that, that's that's what they went for. And, I, you know, I, I can see them trying that again. But as you say, yeah, a new coach... Um, It'll be interesting to see how they do go about it, you know, because obviously the Lions are chucked together and they get however many weeks it is to train. South Africa might be in a similar situation. So I think, you know, it's an, and they don't, 
I presume they won't have the amount of warm up matches that the Lions will have. I think it's five going on to this. Yeah, playing, it was confirmed today they're playing Georgia and, and things like that on the warm up now as yeah. well. So they're going to have a few more games, but no, definitely not as much as the Lions. So yeah, and and, and just moving on to Westy mentioned uh, Johnny Sexton. Um, yeah, I think the main reason that he missed out, unfortunately, was the the potential injury risk he is. I think what you need is you can't have people dropping in, um, dropping out, you know, with an injury. And, you know, it's 35, 36 now. Uh, 35, bit of a risk. So I can see the reasons there. But I also don't see him playing the maverick of Finn Russell in a test match. So he's going in, with my opinion, is that I think he's going to play Farrell as a centre. That He's going out with Dan Bigger as the the only real chance of starting at at 10 in 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 the first test. Because he just he isn't going to pick Finn Russell, he, you know he's he's too off the cuff I think for the way Gatlin wants to play. So it's a bit surprising there. Um, so yeah, I'll, I I'll, I'll agree, is, Harry. Just yeah. on on that, you know, with Saxton, we haven't really touched on, but uh, I'll I'll just say I think his bravery really is his Achilles heel in this selection. Um, I don't think durability needs to be a huge thing. You know, when we say about age, you know, 35, you know, it's a six, seven week tour or something, you know. So I think, you know, if it was coming down to, you know, third test and, you know, in my opinion, I agree. I think Bigger will start. I want Russell too, but I think Bigger will start. But say he got injured, I would certainly rather third test and it's 1-1 in the series. I'd rather pick Saxton, the experienced head, you know, what he can deliver when he's at, what he's, you know, got full fitness compared to maybe a Finn Russell. I, I'm really shocked he's not going. To me, it doesn't really make much sense from what Gatlin said about his durability and, and you know, obviously there's the injury risk. I just think it's somebody there when you're taking the tens that they have that, and plus in the Six Nation here, performed all, all three of them statistically. I know obviously Wales won it, but, you know, I think Saxton maybe did deserve to go on the plane. Mm. And I think the scary thing is, you know, Bigger does pick up an injury. He's shifting I think he shifts Farrell to 10 instead of bringing Russell in, which then yeah. leaves Daly Aki or Chris Harris starting in the centres. Can, can we ban Chris Harris's name from being used further? Can that, yeah. I, mean, can it, I, w- I want them to prove me wrong. I want them to have an outstanding tour and come back with a 3-0 whitewash over South Africa. I don't think it would be 3-0, but you know, there's a chance of us winning it. So it's just the scary thought of one of those three. Um, I think you know if Aki does start in a test series, he'll be at 12 and then short at 13 or whatever. Um so, yeah, I think Sexton's a big one. Um, I saw someone saying, and again on another podcast, I forget the name, I forget who it was, some some whiny Irish person, um, <laughs> saying that Farrell was the lucky one to get picked um, and Sexton should play because he was basing it on the performance of the Six Nations. But you can't just go off the Six Nations of that year. Yes, Farrell's not been in great form, but I don't think he's the one that's the lucky one. He's, he's versatile and play at 12 as well. So I, I yeah. just I just think, unfortunately, if if the final decision was between Farrell and Sexton, I think Farrell, based on versatility, got the nod. But I also think because of how well he performed for Gatland in 2017, also gave him a good head start as well. Yeah, yeah and don't be surprised as well. You know, if there was that injury to Bigger that we're talking about, which is a possibility given the games that the Lions play, you know, a Bundyaki could be like a Ben Teo. Nobody really fancied Ben Teo to go and you know, 2017, and there's that crash ball option, you know, what was it, Sonny Bill, you know, that was a, a Teo, Sonny Bill sort of contest, it could be the same with the Dale and the Aki type thing, so I, I can see again Gatlin's thinking behind that. We hype, hype Bundy Aki as this, you know, Manitou Alangi 2.0, he's, he's awful, he's awful. <laughs> he's awful. 
He's literally, I don't ever see him, honestly, crash over someone. I don't see him do it. He's, I don't think he's a, a he's more, I, from, from what I see of him, he's a catch, step, then go. I don't, I don't, he's, I don't see him running flat out of someone like a man or two. I, I just, I don't see it. I, I, just, I just need to address Phil's screenshot up now from the, from the, when this squad was announced. Yeah. That's wow. <laughs> Ruthless from O'Driscoll. And uh, just, just a few last notes on the exclusions. I had Johnny May down. I thought Jack Knoll might sneak in, just given what he's been before. And I do really rate him. I've always rated Jack Knoll. Uh, two other question marks. Uh, Jack Barry, you can say no if, if they're silly suggestions. I thought Keith Earls could have come in as a as a late charge. And then uh, no. I also had James Lowe as potential... Oh, oh well, that, that's a that's a definite no. I think yeah. I, you know I, I like James Lowe, but uh, defensively, uh, especially against South Africa, it's a no. He's really out of form at the minute. Um, with Keith Earls, I actually like that suggestion a little bit, but I think you know Harry West has touched on it a lot. With our, I think our strongest department, the in the Lions squad is the back three. I kind of thought that picked itself, and mm. uh, you know if, if jo- we're talking debating Josh Adams, Johnny May, I didn't think Keith Earls had much of a chance. No, no. I just noted them down. I just wanted to feel like, you know, I'm being exclusive of Irish people, not just England players missing out. You know, I couldn't think of anyone else. But, um, yeah, so, right. As I say, they're the biggest, that's the squad as a whole. So, going down now to individuals for this tour, who do we see as a potential player of the series? Which obviously, Jonathan Davis won it in 2017. Is there anyone that you think that they're destined for a big tour? Yeah, um, mine would be uh, Tom Curry. I think he's going to be one in that department. I think he's just such a good player. Um, just the perfect, the perfect flanker, modern day flanker to take on South Africa. And um, yeah, I can just see him having a stellar tour. Stellar tour. I, I see him starting in that in that first test. Um, so yeah, I think I, I think the man in the series will probably come in the pack this, this, this time round. Um, of course, yeah, as Jack Barry said, we haven't touched on South Africa at all and they have a fantastic forward pack, so they, that, that will be challenging. But I think from, from the Lions' point of view, um, yeah, I think we're looking at Tom Curry. Um, I don't see many tries being scored, so you're looking at whoever's kicking, Bigger, Farrell, Hogg. Hogg is also maybe, maybe, a, maybe, a, maybe Daly. a chance. Um, yeah, Elliot Daly. Uh, he, could, he, could, he could get in there but I, I, I would say um, my top three um, in no particular order would be Tom Curry uh, Maro Otoje and Stuart Hogg would be my three who are who, who I think Point to prove Stuart Hogg and he after unfortunately missing, you know having to come home injured with that eye gash or eye socket bust the way he did so he'll be raring to go um, See, Westy goes and puts out a big point about Tom Curry and then says, in no particular order, Mario Toji, Tom Curry, and Stuart Hawk. <laughs> I think I think Tom Curry. I, I, well, so in particular order, Tom Curry, Hog, Toji. That is Tom Curry opinion. as well. He's really improved his ball carrying uh, over he's, the past. He's, uh, big he's boy. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he could be in any three of those, in any three of those um, positions in, in the back row. Um, he, but yeah, that'd be for mine. Uh, what about you, Jack Barry? Who are you going for? Mine, I think if I, I'll do you know forward and a back uh, who I potentially think could could get player of the series. I think for a forward, I'm going to say Tag Burn. 
Um, I think he's been one of the most informed players in the sort of the last year. He had an outstanding Six Nations. Um, I think that would be if he does start, because you know we can't predict who's going to start, who's who is. I think he has a real shout to start, and if he does, I think he re- really would suit. You know, defensively against South Africa, he's really good over the ball. He's just a worker. Um, I could, I could say if it does come from the pack, being Tagburn and in the backs, I'd probably agree with you and uh, Stuart Hogg. I think he's got a massive point to prove to himself that he hasn't obviously um, played for the Lions in, in 2017, had to go home, and he was, you know, half pennies understudy in 2013. So I think he'll be the main man at 15. I really do hope he he stays fit for the series. And if so, yeah, I'd say if it comes from the backs anywhere, I'd probably say it'd be Stuart Hogg. I agree. I don't think there'll be a lot of tries scored. I do think that if you know the Lions, and you you know even back in two thousand nine, the first two tests there wasn't a lot of tries scored, a lot of kicking game. Um, I think if something's going to happen for the Lions, it'll probably be with, with someone like Stuart Hogg at the helm of that. Yeah, I didn't want to sort of give you time to think about it because I thought you know who, who comes to mind straight away. I think definitely the back row. Um, you know, you think about potentially Hamish Watson. I think, yeah. you know, someone we haven't really... No one really put him as a surprise inclusion, which is obviously good for him because he's, he's obviously earned the right to be there. Then you know, um, so I'm excited to see how he progresses. Um, but for me, yeah, I think I think it has to be Mario Toje. I think he's got... Just with how his discipline's gone in the last year, whether that's what he's been told to do is to play on the cuff of, of you know, the penalising himself under Eddie Jones, you know, like playing on, on, on the edge. I think he's he's destined for a big tour. Um, and you know, as I say, I, you know, he, he, people were touting him as a potential captain, weren't they? You know, a couple of years ago or a year ago. So you know, I think he's destined for one. Um, in the backs, yeah, Stuart Hogg. Can't really think of anyone else who has you know the history with the Lions, but also not because he's unfortunately not able to play. So I think yeah, he, yeah, and and, and he, he's a really good player as well, isn't he? So we, we have got a good embarrassment of riches, I think, in the back three. Um, as, as Wesley said, you know, even the wingers, they provide something different. You know, Van der Merwe, his size, Reece with his pace, Adams all round and Watson with his electric feet. So it'll be interesting. And I think Liam Williams starts on the wing for me. No, I, agree. I, th- I think I think that's what's going to happen. So it'll be interesting to see how Gatlin Warm, um, you know, picks his final back three. Next one, uh, I sort of touched on this with Wesley before we joined. Um, who Who is most likely or who do you feel is currently an outside bet to start, but has a chance to sort of grow with the squad and force their way into a starting spot. Well, maybe answer that first. Well, do you want to? I can go first. Or no, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. Give me a little bit of time to figure that one. Yeah, well, I think I think firstly, uh, I think Hamish Watson. Um, I think I think he has a good chance. I do think if 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 Curry's picked, he'll go for a Tipperick as the other bat or a Tag Burn, a bit taller bit more of a frame about them. Um, so I think Hamish Watson will be vying with Tom Curry as one of the, uh, the back rowers. I think he has a good chance. Um, and one for me, I think Luke Cowan-Dickey's in with a good shout to start in the first test. I don't think he's in anyone's pick right now, but, you know, he, he got ahead of Jamie George for England. And, you know, Ken Owens, 34, he's old. Cowan-Dickey's got a lot of, you know, chance to, to get in front of him. So I think as well, he, he's going to be my pick. As the outside man to start in the in the in the test series. Go on then, Jack. Yeah, I think when you asked me that straight away, I think the first one I was thinking was Hamish Watson purely because um, 
you know, he, he's just so on form. He had a great Six Nations. I actually read a really good stat that I've got up here about Hamish Watson the last time he played South Africa. Statistics. There's a, you know, a big claim about the size of Hamish Watson and he's, you know, quite small against a, a big South African pack. You know, the last time Hamish Watson played the box in November 2018, he made more metres and beat more defenders than any forward on the pitch that day and didn't miss a single tackle. His current tackle rate this year is 92%, which puts him the second second on the list in forwards in World Rugby. So um, I think, I agree. I think if Hamish Watson play, has a really good midweeks, he'll get his opportunities. I think if he really stands out, I could see him getting a starting spot. The other one I could see... Um, I don't think many would have to start purely because of his age. He's one of the youngest Lions ever, Zuri Zamet. If he has a good midweek and we see that pace, you know, we see what he can do, you know, in, in the Six Nations, I think he could be in with a shout um, against South Africa. Like that, like that. Um, I, I've just wrote down two here. Um, Simmons, I think, can force, him, force his way in there. Um, I think Falatau is... is is for me right now that you know you know what he's gonna you know what he's gonna bring. Um, but Simmons, I just think offers something that a lot of number eights don't, and that is just raw pace, um, explosiveness, dynamic ability to you know make meters. Um, I think he's the modern day eight. Really, he's you know super fast, um, and I think we might need a bit of that to to, to get around South Africa. Um, and uh, the other one is is Christopher Harris. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, yeah, I'm too. very good. I'm too. <laughs> Christopher Harris, and uh, yeah, for obvious reasons because since it's so bad, uh, I think he might just force his way in. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's a good. That's a good choice. I've also seen your name as well that you changed it to, which I'm not a fan of. Harry yeah, I've had that for actually quite some time now. Yeah, watch us in, what are we now, May? Sort of three months' time, two months' time. Chris Harris, man of the series, four tries, uh, two two in the first test and then winning winning test try in the third test. You never know what's going to happen. You never no, you know. don't. Um, which which what would you say in there? That leads on nicely to my final question of the podcast. Having seen the squad now, Going into the series, how confident are we that we're going to come away with a victory? And I'll chuck in two, which I wanted to bring up. South, we haven't talked about South Africa. Two key injuries. I was watching Brian Habana saying picking his starting 15. There's no Andre Pollard. He is out of the series. And right as of now, there's no Eben Etzebeth either. So with two big injuries, because Andre Pollard was a big player under, I think, uh, Rassi Erasmus. How confident are we with the squad, with everything factored in? Potentially, I don't know if there is going to be crowd or whether it's just going to be South African crowd or anything. Um, you know, big, big play in that. How confident are we that we're going to come back with a victory? Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm on the edge. I think you know the, the the positive approach tells me we're gonna we're gonna get a victory, and I think we're gonna up our game um, massively. I think a lot of those lines. Um, played key parts in New Zealand and I think New Zealand in, in 2017 was a bigger test than what South Africa is going to be this year um, having said that we should never underestimate them at all um, I remember that World Cup final I was feeling quite confident that England were going to get a victory and, and we got demolished um, we also need to hit the ground running fitness wise South Africa is obviously in, in, in Johannesburg and Pretoria and uh, it, it's 
high altitude. So fitness needs to be massively improved. Um, but we we are fit, and so that we need to hit the ground running for that. But I, in terms of a prediction, um, I think I think I'm going to go Lions two one, and and we would have won the first two. Ooh, I like that. That would be. I... This part of me wants us to obviously win, but I also want all three tests to mean something. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's different. What's your prediction then, JBG? Yeah, I think looking at the squad and things now, and you know, I think I agree that when I looked a bit more into South Africa and I saw about Andre Pollard, I think they've got a great 10 anyway, and Damien Williamson. So I think they. You know they're still going to be strong no matter what. You don't become world champions unless you have you know a squad, a strong squad depth. Um, I think I I kind of agree with Harry. Um, in some ways, I think I'm going to fancy us two one Lions. Um, I do think it'll come down to the third test in all honesty, which I hope it does. Um, and the last thing I want is a draw, like in 2017, because it was just I didn't know how to feel about that. <laughs> I think yeah, I, I'm I am I am a little bit confident. I I think that they've got in a new coach. Um, so that gives me, I'm a bit optimistic that way. I also think Gatlin now, he's been there, he's done it before in terms of Australia, you know, the Australia series. I think, I think he was fantastic. He made some really bold calls. I don't think there was anyone angrier in world rugby than myself when O'Driscoll was, uh, admitted for the third test. But, you know, he still got, he's got the job done. He made really tough calls. And I think, you know, with New Zealand, we were, it was pretty unlucky that we actually didn't come away winning that series as well. Um, yeah, we were fortunate with a red card, but you know, again, I think Gatland's really experienced. I think he's chosen. I, I, I do say about Saxon things not going, but he's he's got a lot of experience still going over there. That it won't be so, as such a big occasion, maybe as the South African players are. You know, they're all they're all facing you know alliance series for the first time, really. So no, I'm I'm pretty optimistic, and I think I'm going to go two one Lions as well. Yeah, I'm going to go full house. 2-1 to the Lions. Um, gosh, we were talking for another half an hour, right? That, yeah, 2-1 to the Lions, I think. And um, I don't want to underestimate South Africa because, you know, you do that at your own peril, as we saw in 2019. They are the world champions. And, you know, West is touching on fitness there. I don't know if you saw the photo that came out after the 2019 final, but they are all absolutely jacked. Every South African player is shredded. So, you know, I'm expecting a, a really physical upfront battle um, I say siege mentality from now you know, get behind the team and, and hopefully bring back a, a victory um, you know from a tough tour but yeah that, that concludes the podcast thanks for your uh, vote uh, all your wonderful opinions that you've added today it's been an interesting chat and both of you can go and enjoy your evening watching your club battle out against each other I'm sure JBG will be the happier once the evening comes I'm all I think we'll all be uh, having popcorn watching AFTV by the end of the night, but, but we'll, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Um, and, and, and obviously the next time we see you two we'll, together, we'll be for a, a season review, European football, everything to go with that. So uh, I look forward to that one as well, but thanks for joining us.